magnificent, impressive, phenomenal, superior, exceptional, there we go. eminent, dominant, great, excellence, outstanding. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host Adrian here with the man who spies on your FBI agent. I'm Ramon. Yeah, you is. Today we finish a series titled Outstanding with an episode titled The Heart Thing. Our scripture today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 33. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Mmm. Delicious. Indeed. Yes, delicious indeed. You said it right, sir. So let's get this podcast on the road. Now, I'm going to look at my notes because I actually have notes for a change. Because things seem to go better when you have notes. Except the times when it doesn't happen that way. But today we're talking about the path of most resistance. Now, this is not a tough guy thing that we're talking about, but it's not not a tough guy thing. But it could also be a stupid thing if we take it the wrong way, just like anything. You know, like just like piety, we can be over pious, over zealous and whatnot. But come on, like it's not going to be that many occasions. It, it takes a lot of foolishness to take it the wrong way. So let's talk, let's talk about the right way. And we have been actually talking about it in the right way. We talked about little Bridger Walker. I don't know if I slurred that one. Bridger Walker, whose uh, famous words were, if anyone is to die, then it should be me. Little six-year-old kid got mangled by a dog, took on the path of most resistance. Path of least resistance is go get someone else and let the little girl get mangled. But it's still the right thing to get someone else who can do something about it. But the best thing What's the harder thing? And that is to give of yourself so that the beloved might live. Very Jesus-like. Another Jesus-like thing is protecting those who cannot protect themselves at your own personal cost. Because we talked about Tim Ballard in the last episode and how he left his uh, cushy federal government job with lots of benefits. And, and let me tell you something. As, a, as an old man, not old, but, but as, a, as not a young adult, I would call myself. Um, I find that these things matter a lot. You know, my kids having benefits and this and that. Not to say that Tim ignored his kids, because he didn't. But he made his life a lot harder by leaving that job so that he can protect kids from being trafficked. And that is the path of most resistance. To protect at personal cost. Why? Because it matters. Because God's children are not for sale. You see, and it, like I said earlier, it's not always the hardest thing but it is the thing that will make the most impact. Now, I remember uh, one particular Lent, a couple of years back when I was teaching at a Catholic school, I was telling the kids that the harder thing is not necessarily gonna be the uh, the holier thing. 
And so not to contradict what I'm saying, but to support the fact that it is the thing that has the most impact. And sometimes it is going to be the harder thing. Um, but just to just to cut to the chase, I told the kids that, you know, for Lent, you can pick up doing the dishes every day. Or you can pick up giving your parent a hug whenever they come back from work. Like as they come into the door, you greet them with a hug and see which one of those is harder, probably doing the dishes, and which one's going to have the most impact, probably hugging the parent. You know, and it's not to say that they shouldn't do the dishes. They should. They should. Mm -hmm. By all means, like you live there rent-free, and even if you contribute a little bit, like carry your weight. You know, it's important. Um... Man, and sometimes it's going to be thankless because sometimes I wake up early and I do dishes and it doesn't get appreciated, but who cares? I appreciate it and I know that it, even if it goes unnoticed, it doesn't go unnoticed by me. Doing the right thing is always the right thing. And it's not always the easiest thing. When I go visit my mom, uh, well, James lives there with my mom and um, he likes to watch TV and you know, technology stuff, 21st uh, century stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's seven now, so he's still kind of little, but not that little. Yeah. But he's uh, developing really messy habits, or he has been developing messy habits. And, you know, to be fair, like, you need to be on on, on, on top of things when, when you're raising kids. And I noticed that he just somewhat gets to do whatever he wants. He watches TV when he wants, especially now that, you know, they're not going to school. Not yet, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I go visit and spend the night or whatever, when I go visit, um, he tries to do the same thing where he sits down and the the living room is kind of a mess with his toys and, you know, the, the pillow or whatever. Just something kind of, uh, it, it, it's not where it needs to be. So I tell him, hey, dude, um, remember what we agreed on? He's like, What? that's his thing what like come on dude like you know what we agreed on before you watch tvs or you play any of your little games um gotta make sure that that this area is like really neat because you have to most of the time he'll he'll uh he'll listen to me but i notice that when my mom or his mom when my sister tells him to do something uh he'll give them attitude it's like but why i don't want to Mm -hmm. and then the the few times that i've been lucky enough to be there when he does that uh, I talk to him and I tell him just what I was telling you guys. Like, hey, remember what we agreed on? He goes, what? And it's like, yeah, dude, like you're, and, and even when he gives me lip, he's like, no, I don't want to, but I don't want to. He's like, yeah, but you're part of this family, right? It's like, oh, well, yeah. He's like, yeah, you are. That means you're important, but it's also very important that we keep the living room organized and neat, especially if it's our things that are making it dirty and unneat. I'm not even sure that's a word, but... It is now. But the English is hard. Indeed. And uh, he understands when, when you give them the, the reason why with patience instead of because I said so or because you're supposed to. or And all those things are very much true. But if you don't take the time to tell the kid, hey, dude, take care of the little things because you're part of this family. And as a family, we keep this place livable. Be part of the family. Um... You know, as guys, we we uh, we tend to think that showing emotion is really hard, but we're not shy to share anger. Mm-hmm. And we we need to t- 
take a step back and realize how asinine that is because anger is also an emotion, dude, if you didn't know. But yet, that's not so difficult for us to show because it's so easy to just go, bleh. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy how we, we don't show them the right way of dealing with things because it's so much easier to just go, eh, because I said so, because you know you have to or whatever the reason may be. You know, why don't we do the harder thing instead? Swallow our pride, swallow our anger or whatever it is that we're feeling and tell the little kid the reason why it's so important that that area is clean because it not, it's not only for his own benefit, it's for your own benefit, for your heart, what's doing inside of you because we want to accomplish great things already but we need to start with the basics we need to lay down that foundation and 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 not just for the little kid and yes i'm using myself as an example and not just with the little kid but also what it's doing in your heart because like i said you know we're so at least me you know well i'm not good at showing my emotions yeah but it's, it's so easy for me to express my anger and do the easy thing mm-hmm. when it's just like eh yeah, same, same mm-hmm. right here. And I think I think a lot of people are going to be agreeing with this, you know, as they're listening, because because it's true. <laughs> There's nothing else to that, you know. I'm not going to try to expand on that that much, but it is true. It's really easy to just lash out. Why? Because it's easier. Not, I don't think it's because it's socially acceptable. It's that that's BS. It's because it's easier. Mm-hmm. That's why. You know, there's no other reason other than laziness and so when it comes to when it comes to that you know like i have three kids i don't i don't usually name them all the time huh like i don't say like oh like sophia tommy clara like that that those are their names you know my my three kids six ten and eleven the eleven year old is uh maturing a little too fast you know for my taste because I, I look at her baby pictures and whatnot and and i see the kind of people they are they're so good you know their hearts are so gentle and kind and loving and they're always looking for the best thing and and looking how do you say this uh when you see the best in people there you go um but yeah i noticed those habits too you know at the at the very at the moment they woke up they started using their technology you know and i'm like dude like what's going on so both their mom and i we've been really really adamant about them before they use their technology to to get ready for the day make up their bed brush their teeth and then they can can go on to that while we make breakfast or whatever you know and the thing is like they're if they want it they're gonna do it you know and then like you said you know what's at the core of doing all this and core corazon heart you know at the the heart of this is their heart you know and what it's gonna do for them and for those who they serve you know and we were talking about this just transitioning to the work environment how when we were just talking about how I don't really care for my desk at work. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to be at my desk and how when we're doing more, when we're taking the path of most resistance in this case, you know, doing, we're talking about doing more. Um, I, I don't care to sit at my desk. As a matter of fact, in the last, the last uh, school year, my first uh, year at a public school, I, I got offered a comfy seat and I took it just because, you know, comfy chair looks cool at the desk. But I hated that chair. Not just because it had a minor mechanical difficulty with it, but because it was comfortable. Like, it was too comfortable and I ended up putting it to the side. And the kids would ask me, like, why do you 
put your chair to the side and use this like stool. I'm like, because it's comfortable. Like the stool is comfortable. No, no, not the stool is comfortable. The seat is comfortable. And if I sit down, I'm not gonna wanna get up. And the way I teach is I walk around a lot and I check on their work because how many missed opportunities do teachers have? You know, to encourage someone or to validate someone's work, someone's honest effort. You know, I was telling, um, pre, pre-recording, I was telling you um, how, how one, of the, one of the things that I talked about on the podcast, how I said that to one kid that he wasn't a screw up. It happened during one of these times when I was walking around. You know, when I give kids work and it's self-directed work, I can't just go and sit down. And yes, I have a pile of things to grade, but, but I would get up or I would stay up and walk around and check on them and address the ones that weren't working. But the most important part was encouraging those um, the same students, you know, that would talk or the one that is seen as a problem child, I guess, and remind them that they're not a screw up. You know, and it was an indirect conversation. I was talking to other kids and I was kind of mentioning some stuff and I was right there in between them and him. And that's when I mentioned the you're not a screw up. And he picked up on that. And he's like, are you talking to me? I'm like, I'm talking to everyone. But yes. And and that made a difference. And it was part of a sustained effort, you know, from the beginning of the year. And I needed other people to take the path of most resistance with me. And it happened at that school and it happened with that kid and I saw a change. You know, we all saw the change and it's it's something that's such a missed opportunity for us because we wanna be comfortable. Because yeah, we work hard to get to that point where the students are working by themselves. And I don't know what kind of line of work you're doing, but I know that in every single job, you do front loading of work where you work before work so that work becomes easier. And taking the path of most resistance has everything to do with that part where you don't have to actively be working because at that point you get to make the choice am I gonna sit down and coast or am I gonna look for other things that I that could improve those whom I serve you know and this is this is a big key in what we're doing you know I was gonna dedicate a little bit of time to talking about how it's not always the hardest thing and this and this and that but but we don't need excuses. We don't need reasons to be lazy. And like I said, yes, sometimes just giving someone a hug instead of doing other work is going to be more effective. It's going to make a bigger difference. But for the most part, we don't need to hear that. What we do need to hear, some of us do need to hear that, but what we do need to hear is that how can I help more? It's not just how can I put more work on my basket. And a lot of times it is because we're lazy, but it's how can I serve others better? And that's what's at the heart of what we're doing because it does good things to us. It's good for us. Work is good for us because if I'm, like I said, I'm a teacher, you know, and so during this time, I'm spending a lot of time by myself, not by myself, but at home. And if I don't pick something up to do, I'm going to be thinking about things. And it's usually not the best things. It's usually that we we focus on the stuff that hurt us, on the people that hurt us, and we, we focus on so many bad things. You know, or on things that are useless and unnecessary, like social media. <laughs> That's another thing too, social media, how we're, uh, we do tend to focus on a lot on, on the negative things, when, especially when, when we're not actively engaging our mission. Yeah. Um, oh, I like the wording of that. It, yeah, because I, I, uh, the less focused I am on being Catholic and doing you know my catholic things yeah 
um, the more I let stuff affect me because I'm, I'm trying to find a I'm trying to find a mission. I'm trying to find a, a battle to fight some sort of injustice. And no, I'm not some social justice warrior. But, you know, when I've, <laughs> I, I see a lot of, you know, anti-police stuff and, and then, you know, the, the, the people in my life that, that are pro-law enforcement and they're like oh did you see what you know what they're doing and what they're saying about the cops and this and that and yeah so what <laughs> i really so what it doesn't it doesn't matter what they say or do evil will not prevail recently there was a little boy that got shot in the head execution style in his only little yard in front of his two little siblings there were little girls too that saw their little brother die not die, but get executed. Let's just call it how it is. Yeah. You know, we can focus on the media not not being all over it like when somebody beats a black man. And it's not about race and it's not about politics. Let's just call it how it is. You know, we, we, we can focus on the negative aspect of it, but why do we need the media to tell us stuff and tell us what's good and wrong? It, we what we need is to really focus on the prayer that's what we need to be focusing on not on the injustices that the media shows forget the media it's pointless what we should be focusing on is our mission our god-given mission here on earth not because we want to earn heaven we don't deserve heaven we can't earn heaven heaven was already given to us but with our actions or lack thereof we reject or we accept heaven it's up to us and I don't need any support from anybody that's not my family. And even even if my family didn't support me, it would hurt for sure. But I know I have a father in heaven that, that's going to have my back no matter what, even if I don't see it right away. Um, I recently read a book, and I should probably learn the title of the book because I forgot but it was awesome it's about um people's conversion into oh I don't know how to work this but they gave their heart to to the blessed mother mm. and one of the stories was from this priest that when he was a very young man um the the becoming a priest was not in in, in the cards uh he was actually engaged and this was um during World War II when when the Germans actually started uh, bombarding Italy and this one day they hit the the town where he lived and he he was with his fiance and then the fiance stayed behind doing something and then he went somewhere else then bombarded the area where the fiance was so he goes to the ruins and he starts digging through where the fiance was and then he saw what she was wearing before, you know, before he saw the face, he saw what she was wearing. And long story short, she got killed by the bombs. And then he discovered that his mom was right next to her, too. And then uh, he's broken because the love of his life and the first love of his life are done with. Like there's there's no reset button. So he, he sees his mom. And then he looks at heaven and he says, now you have to be my mom. When you're focusing on what's truly important, 
And I know this episode is about focusing, you know, on the, the hard stuff or, you know, the path of most resistance. Um, yeah, we don't always have to take it, but we should definitely take it when we have to take it because to have the strength to, instead of saying, where were you, God? How come you didn't do what I wanted you to do? I love these people and they're good people. And how come this bad thing happened to them? It's not about you, bro. It's about what God wants for you, what's going to make you grow, how you're going to change the world. Because sometimes you're supposed to get really hurt so that you can get really strong for God. Sometimes bad things do happen to you or to your, your loved ones. But that's when you go and, and, and you go to God or you go to Mama Mary and say, like, hey, now you have to be strong for me. Now, now you have to be my mom. It sounds, uh, I mean, the details are different, but it sounds a lot like John Paul II, you know. Because when, I mean, just thinking about the story that you were talking about in this uh, Italian scenario, the young Polish man around the same time, actually, he was he was a little bit younger. Um, he lost his mom too, you know, and uh, and he said to Our Lady, now you must be my mother. And it teaches us something about about how we're supposed to deal with all this stuff. You know, when we were recording the... Uh, my wife and I were recording the uh, the quarantine edition of the rosary. There was that thing about about what do we do when things get hard? What do we do in the face of, of adversity? Is we follow the example of Jesus who prayed even more fervently. You know, whenever things were bad. And that's what we're to do. You know, Jesus did that and he put legs on his prayers and he did what he was supposed to do, not because it was easy, but because it was necessary. You know, and so when we go through this, like we said in the past, and we're going to continue saying, but when we don't get the miracle, we must become the miracle. And sometimes that is the path of most resistance because it's us ourselves who are resisting God's love and mercy by blaming him for whatever happened. Man, I, I feel called to say this just because, um, I mean, it may not have nothing to do with the, with the general theme, but it may have everything to do with the path of, of most resistance for you listening. But this is not a, a political podcast and it's never going to be, but we have an election coming up. And there, there's a couple of people that are, that are looking to make the killing of babies in the womb the law of the land. Not just making it rare and safe, but making it the law of the land whenever you choose, whenever you want it to be. Make no mistake, our choices matter. They really matter. And at least for us, we live in, in California, so the liberal state is what it's going to be. And a lot of times it feels like, like we're being overwhelmed by all these people that have a certain political view. And even Catholics, you know, and and yes, uh, Father James Martin has said that that a certain political candidate, Joe Biden, is Catholic because he was baptized. Yeah, technically that's true. But make no mistake, your soul is in danger if you are choosing to vote pro-choice, pro-abortion. You know, your soul is in danger if you embrace this mindset that it's okay to do that because of X, Y, or Z. You know, it's never okay to do that. And we would be doing you a disservice as a 
as a podcast of a couple of Catholics that are trying to live their faith if we didn't tell you so. So, you know, like I said, we're not we're not a political podcast, but we are a Catholic podcast, even if our leadership sucks and if they want to cancel whatever it is that we're doing because we're contradicting the norms of society. So let me make this very clear. If you're voting pro-choice, you are voting wrong, morally speaking, and just as a Catholic man, your soul is in danger and we will be held accountable for what we do with our free will. There's, uh, there's candidates that are clearly voting against our morals. They're clearly promoting things that go against what we believe. And if we want to excuse ourselves for whatever reason, we're going to be held accountable. I just needed to get that out of my chest because it's necessary. We're not telling you what to do. We're telling you that there's consequences to our actions. And we may not see them directly, but we are going to see them. I'm going to shut up now because i got nothing else to say. It usually boils down to um, a lot of the messages that we, we share. Um, I guess like kind of like in a fatherly way. Um, and I'm not saying that, oh, we're your dad. <laughs> um, nah. But it's just like, like how do you become a, a, a leader in your family? How do you become a good example? Oh, the, f- the fullness of manhood or something oh, yeah, like yeah. that? Fatherhood is fatherhood. fullness of manhood. There you go. The f- f- yeah, what you said right now, the English is hard. It is. Um, I saw this thing online that, that was so, just so good, man. And it goes along the lines of, you know, what Teddy Roosevelt said. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. Um, dads, your son won't know what it means to be a man until he first knows that he's delighted in by you. Another one. Dads, your son won't know what it means to be a man until he first knows that he's delighted in by you. The reason why that little boy, James, my nephew, listens to me, who doesn't live there, is because he knows that I delight in him. And not in everything he does, but that I delight in him as a person, as a member, as an important member of our family. I recognize that. I celebrate that in him. I give him a high five. We play around. We joke around. I see him get hurt and I tell him to get up because he needs to get up and not just dwell in the pain and the distractions of whatever. And I, I, but I do, you know, to be fair, I tell him, hey, like I tell him, um, if you have to stay down there and cry because the pain is so much, you do that. But if you feel like you can get up and not cry, then get up because we got a lot more playing to do. And most of the time he gets up. That's why I'm able to talk to him the way I talk to him. That's why he, for the most part, he gets up when I tell him to get up and clean up his area. And he does it with, I don't want to say with joy, but he does so willingly because he knows I delight in him. And if it's not clear to you guys, we delight in you. All the support with the prayers. Forget the five-star reviews, but there's no better review than than your prayers. And know that we are praying for you. Daily. Because just as our God delights in us, we delight because we, we know that we have prayer 
because we we're not afraid of taking the the path of most resistance so that we can get stronger because I've, I've said this before in the podcast but I'm, you're not going to stop hearing it from me you know it's important to become tough so that we can also be gentle when when we need to be which is most of the time yeah being gentle strong enough to be gentle so that when the lion has to come out you won't feel too bad about it yeah buddy you know just uh I know it's time to close it. <laughs> I really do, but but I also feel like it's it's important to remind dads out there. And some of you are placed in the stead of dads because dad is missing. Remember that you are the first example of love for your sons, for your daughters. Remind them that they're loved. Some of us may not have heard this a lot growing up, and so it's hard for us to do. But like we've been saying, take the path of most resistance. Stop your kids in their tracks. Give them a hug. Affirm them. Let them know verbally that you love them. Stop your daughters in their tracks. Give them a hug. Kiss them. Remind them that they're valuable. That they're loved. That they matter. So pray for us. And we'll pray for you. Ferron. Ferron. Aquitur. Oh, yeah, yeah, stop, stop your wives, too, and give them a kiss and stuff. <laughs>